Hello, I'm Michael Cantrell, and you are listening to the Prison Officer Podcast, a place to have a conversation about the forgotten cops that work in this country's jails, prisons, and correctional centers. A place for me to try to make sense of a career spent working inside the fence with some of the greatest people that nobody sees or recognizes for the important job they do to keep this world safe. If you love this podcast, hit the follow button, or better yet, share with your family, friends, or coworkers. Well, welcome back, and uh, wow, what a week. What a week it's been. I thought about waiting a little longer to talk about this, but I want to I wanna talk to you guys about for while it's still fresh in my mind. So for the first time, I got to attend the mock prison riot and in West Virginia. I've been trying to go there for... I don't know how long, maybe 20 years. I've been trying to get me and my team members uh, slots in there so that uh, we could go. I remember a couple of years we even we put together a plan for us to uh, take camping equipment and stay in a state park so that we could save you know, the institution money, and maybe they'd send us. But I never could get it worked out, never could go, and this year was my first year. As many of you know, I work part-time as a, uh, uh, a master instructor for Pepperball. And so Pepperball asked me to go down there. And I didn't get to go as a participant this year, but I got to go as an exhibitor and an instructor, which was probably even more fun. And for those of you that don't know uh, what the Mock Prison Riot is, well, it is is—it's everything. It's a trade show. It's training. They have an Ironman contest. They have jail cells and wreck cages and yards and cell houses where you can go do training. Uh, the exhibitors let you borrow shock shields, their pepper ball, that type of stuff, and you can use that in your training scenarios uh, to get your team used to those tools. And you have uh, classes that you can go to. This year, uh, Pepperball sponsored the uh, cell extraction class, so that's what kept me busy for a couple of days. But there were other classes going on, uh, lots of contests. It was movement every day. Uh, every day, everybody was out there hustling. You know, the first mock prison riot was held there, which is the uh, the decommissioned grounds of the West Virginia Penitentiary. The West Virginia Penitentiary was there between 1876 and 1995. And then I think the first year for the mock was 1997. For so many years, I remember when I started at the state, I was on the uh, Corrections Special Tactical Assault Response Team. Uh, it was called Sea Star at the time. And I applied with NTOA, the National Tactical Officers Association. You know, we were doing repelling. We're out on the range. We're doing night shooting. We're doing entries. I felt like I was a tactical officer. Got a hold of the National Tactical Officers Association. I knew a couple of my police officer friends who were on there. And uh, so I sent up an application, which they promptly rejected and sent back to me and told me I wasn't a law enforcement officer. I was a corrections officer, so I couldn't join. That stayed that way for many years. I, I don't know. I finally joined the NTOA maybe seven or eight years ago. But there's always been this uh, push for law enforcement training, for law enforcement exhibits, for law enforcement conferences but as far as your everyday correctional officer, there's not that much out there for a correctional officer or a team of correctional officers to go and get training, seminars, to hear the best of the best, uh, you know, to, to shake those hands, to, to make connections across the agencies with each other. So it was just something I always wanted to do. I wanted to be part of this, this mock prison riot. 
And so this year I got to go. Like I said, I instructed for a couple of days, but I got to get out a little bit. I don't know how many vendors were there. I, I would say I at least saw 40 or 50 vendors. Um, you know, I saw Nova was there with the shock shield. Of course, Pepperball, CTS. I don't know. I, didn't, I don't think I saw ALS. Um, I saw Sands Tactical out of Israel with their, uh, their hydraulic breaching stuff. I stopped by and talked to them for a little bit. But there really, there was just... Uh, a whole bunch of vendors, and they were there answering the questions. They were knowledgeable about how it affects corrections, uh, which impressed me. You know, yes, law enforcement and corrections, we do a lot of the same things, but some things are very focused on the corrections area. And I like seeing that. I like seeing the people, you know, bringing uniforms that were meant for correctional officers, bringing riot gear that was built for people who are going to do cell entries, not just riot control on the street. Some heavy-duty stuff that you could slap on and, and do those cell extractions with without uh, getting tore up and getting hurt, which I know a lot about. You'll notice it even more when you get retired, when you get older. But I got to see all the exhibitors there. Um, I don't know how many countries were there, but I know in my classes I had groups from uh, Colombia, Ecuador, uh, Trinidad, Tobago, uh, I saw Singapore there, uh, as well as institutions from all over the United States, uh, every corner of the United States. And I'm sure that that doesn't even touch everybody that was there because there were correctional officers everywhere. And the thing, I, the other thing I guess I want to say about this mock riot that I really enjoyed, I have been to some correctional conferences, but a lot of the times it's just full of administrators. And this mock riot is really focused towards um, the correctional officer, towards the team member. You know, they had an Ironman competition, that, but, you know, the basic stuff, climbing up a rope and, uh, you know, crawling through Jacob's ladder, uh, crawling through a tunnel, jumping over and under and, and running. And I think there was a two-mile run that was part of it, so everybody looked pretty smoked by the time they got back through. But uh, it was all geared towards officers towards your, the people who keep the prisons running day in and day out. So I was just so excited to see that and to see them in a, an area where they could relax and where they could relate to each other. And I saw teams talking to teams and, and swapping stories and swapping techniques and uh, probably swapping a couple of lies here and there, but that's okay. Um, I saw teams who were stacked up um, training over and over on the same thing till they got it right, you know, because it's not too often that you, a lot of times we get shoved off to the side and, you know, you know, and they have you go out there and, uh, Hey, go put down some spray paint and you can pretend like that's a, a housing unit. I don't know how many cell entries I've done using a, a baton because we didn't have the, the delivery systems to take with us and to, uh, uh utilize. So for these teams to be able to come in here Use real facilities, real housing units, real dining halls, and to be able to shoulder a delivery system while they're doing it or or use a shield or or some a lot of the other stuff that was there is just it, it's training that you can't replace. Just super happy to see that talk to so many good people. I, it was the first time I had taught with an interpreter in the room the uh, a couple of the foreign teams uh they didn't speak English, so there was an interpreter that would sit there and, 
restate what I was saying into some ear mics for them. So that was interesting and a little bit of a challenge, but uh, I got to throw in some of my basic high school Spanish here and there. I think they appreciated that I tried. The attention in those classrooms was spectacular. You know, so many times in corrections, we have this mandatory mandatory training that we do every year, whether you call it annual training or yearly training. And it's something that you're forced to go do. So a lot of times standing in front of those classes, you've got people in the back, they're on their phone, they're, they're distracted, they're wanting to be someplace else. But I know in these classes, and these were standing room only classes, the attention of the class was on you the whole time. I didn't see anybody looking at their phone. People wanted the knowledge that we were putting out. They were taking notes. And it's just so refreshing to see that and uh, to be a part of that. I hope I get to do this many more times over the next few years. Um, I'm happy I got to go. I, I thank Pepper Ball for giving me the the opportunity to go down there and, and help instruct. And if you get the chance to go, by all means. I think they've already set the dates. Yeah. So the dates next year are the 30th of April through the 3rd of May in 2023. Um, so by all means, if you can get a team together, if you can get the money put together with your administration and you can get down there, please come down. It's uh, it's great training. I don't think you can replace it with very many other trainings that you're going to find. Just being part of that, you know, seeing hundreds, maybe thousands of officers, male, female, uh, from every part of the United States, from all over the world, and to be there with them as part of that training, as part of that networking, just getting to know each other and feeling like you're part of that greater group uh, was so good. I know it was good for me. I hope it was good for them. I know sometimes in corrections, we really need that because we feel so secluded. We get we get pushed off to the side sometime and sometimes we don't feel like we're part of the bigger picture. And I'll guarantee you that going to the mock prison riot is definitely a way for you to feel like part of the bigger picture and to see, you know, there is a bigger picture. Just on this, I learned when I started doing this podcast, I think right now I'm up to, I think it's 58 countries that have downloaded at least one of my podcasts and listened to it. And I I never thought of prison as globally as I do now. You know, everybody's got crime. So everybody's got law enforcement and then therefore everybody's got to have a prison. And so there's prisons all over the world who... um are doing the same thing you are wherever you're at. So it was just great to be part of that, part of that global corrections community and, and, and the community across the United States and to see teams who worked so well together and who had so much energy and passion for what they do. I, I can't wait till next year. And I hope you get to attend. And that's it for me right now. I just wanted to get on here and talk about that a minute while it was still fresh in my mind and just got back yesterday. So thanks for what you guys do out there. And remember, you're not alone. I'll see you next time. If you enjoy these podcasts, the best way to support the Prisoner Officer Podcast is to share these episodes with your friends or, or family on social media. Let me invite you to visit www.theprisonofficer.com. If you haven't already, check out the Prison Officer Podcast on Facebook and click that little follow button or leave us a message or better yet, leave us a review. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, or Spotify, please click the subscribe button. Till next time, I'm Mike Cantrell. Watch your back. 
And please take care of each other out there behind those walls. 